podcast. Um, this is a very new idea that was inspired recently when I saw one of my best friends, Jamie Lynn Hart, who was our guest seeker today. She was um, she started a blog slash new company called Mystic Fave um, that's kind of chronicling her spiritual journey and wanting to share that with the world. Um, and I was kind of brainstorming, thinking about things that she could do. And then I was like, why don't I just do this? I could have a podcast. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately. So um, anyhow, this is Everyday Seeker. You can find us at everydayseeker.net. Um, I happen to be in Boston today, so this is an in-person interview. It's fabulous that it's worked out this way. I'm not really totally sure what I'm doing yet, So, but my new motto for this year is down with perfectionism. So it's much more important that this just happens than it gets done. So we're we're just sitting here on Jamie's bed with her cat Pippi um, and Poochie, her other kitty, and uh, we have, we're have a rockin' garage band, and hopefully this will work out perfectly. Um, my name is Rebecca Muir. I should probably tell you that. <laughs> I'm a singer-songwriter and um, an aspiring astrologer and, a, and just a seeker. Um, so the whole concept of everyday seeker is that existence is just really, really mysterious. It's a great mystery, why we are here and what we are. And I feel like in our own way, we're all looking for meaning in life and understanding answers and ultimately we're looking for happiness and we all have different ways that we go about that and some of us are doing it consciously on a spiritual path even atheists i would say are 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 on their own path um, looking for meaning and understanding so i hope to have many different guests on to talk about um, the wisdom that people have found on their own respective paths and journeys so um Oh, I, I'm looking at my notes, of course. I'm new at this, so be nice, you guys. <laughs> um, another spiritual teacher that I was recently introduced to is someone named Matt Kahn, who is really incredible. And there is a quote here that I do want to share with you all that I feel like is sort of in line with, with where I'm coming from with this podcast. It says, any spiritual path that is breeding and cultivating self-denial in the name of a higher truth is a broken old paradigm. And the only thing that will lead you home is your ability to enter the realm of goodness and let your life be a living spiritual practice where how good you feel about yourself is what you share with others. So that's Matt Kahn, and I really love him, and I really am getting on board with that message and aligning with that. So so I have today um, one of my best friends in the whole world here with me, and we want to talk about what she's going through, um, her spiritual path, her spiritual journey. Um, I know that for me in particular, I <laughs> have felt like my spiritual path has been really segregated from my everyday life for a very long time until recently. It, those two things have begun to integrate and I owe a lot of that to her. Um, having one of your best friends that you can just talk about 
martinis and men and cats and we're both singer song songwriters so we talk about the music industry and we talk about just all of these everyday things in our lives and now we're talking about meditation and crystals and aliens and ayahuasca and we're talking about all these other things at the same time and it's just it's really made everything feel safer to me um because i think a big part of my struggle with having one foot in the spiritual world and one foot in the in the everyday world was will people think I'm crazy a and b am I actually crazy <laughs> so to have somebody else on that path who's fully embraced it and who had cuz I've stood on the precipice of it for years half in and half out and i mean your Jamie your spiritual path is like something that's been it's kind of new within the last couple of years, you had this really deep, big, profound awakening. Um, but you just kind of went all in. And when I watched you do that, it's been a real gift for me. <laughs> just to, it made everything so everyday to me. It just, it made it normal. And um, I mean, it's kind of funny because even in music, you kind of do everything first and I sit back and watch and I'm like, oh, that's how you do it. Oh, that's how you make a record. That's how you book a gig. That's how you put a band together. That's how you, um, that's how you do your spiritual path. So um, I'm just thrilled to, to talk about this with you today and be able to share it with anyone who's interested and anyone who wants to listen. So... Jamie is a singer, a songwriter, a seeker and adventurer. She's a vocal instructor at Berklee College of Music um, year-round. She's a jeweler. Um, she has a jewelry company called Color and Karma. She is a Mystic Babe founder, along with her friend Lindsay Diane, which is it's a mysticbabe.com. You can definitely check that out. Um, it's a blog space and soon to be much more. She's a cat mom, and she's a stout lover, and... She's a bad bitch. <laughs> and so um, Mystic Babe is something that we'll get into in a minute. Um, it's your 5D guide to your 3D world. That's the subtitle. But I just, today's conversation is going to be straight up new agey. I want you to tell us about your awakening. Oh. Just tell us about that. What happened to you? First of all, thank you for that introduction. That was lovely. And it means so much to me that... I'm influential to you in any way because that is my mission on this earth now that I've really kind of figured that out and honed it in that if I can just inspire people just by like living my truth and being honest with myself and honest out loud to people and being out of the closet spiritually, yeah, then, then I can die happy. Um, the awakening happened, I guess it was one of those spontaneous awakenings. When you talk about spiritual awakening, oftentimes it's triggered by a traumatic event, an accident, um, like a brain injury, um, or it can be spontaneous through like kundalini um, meditation. Um, I I think about this a lot because I'm trying to remember the what happened like on the way into this discovery. Um, I was starting yoga. I think yoga definitely was like a, played a big part in it because I was actively practicing, even though I was still new. I was opening up. Like, I remember when you hated yoga. Yes, I know, right? You were and like, I, I would, hate this shit. And I would I'd call Rebecca and be like, When am I going to start liking this? When is this going to get easier? But I just something inside of me like kept going and kept doing it. Some inner voice was saying like, Maybe this is good for you. Like. Why are you crying every time you do Shavasana and every time you do a hip opener? And oh, yeah. Soon to discover that yeah. that's not that abnormal, right? No. That, that's common. Um, pigeon? Yeah, pigeon. OMG. I, there was a time I would cry every time I would yeah. do a pigeon pose. All yeah. the energy stuck in your hips, right? So I started yeah. to open up to these things. Um, this weird situation happened, which was really instrumental. A friend from high school messaged me on Facebook and linked me to the spirit science videos, mm -hmm. um, which are the, you know, it was episodes one through like 20, which are about five to six hours long when they're all combined. Um, wow. And he goes, I know you're one of us. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's really culty and weird. And I don't even remember <laughs> you. Like we were in chorus together. What are you talking about? And he started like sending me these li links about like Egyptian, um, you know, 
I guess you could say mythology, even though we know it's not mythology, but, um, you know, all these new age things you just kept sending me is like, you're awake, you're awake. And I was like, what are you talking about? Because at the time I wasn't, so I didn't understand what it was. I remember right? you being a little freaked out slash deeply intrigued. Yeah. I was like, okay, this guy's crazy, but I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so I literally, yeah. when I opened up to the spirit science and I was already starting to read a bit, you know, delve into the world of spirituality with books, like more on a cerebral level and stuff started to like turn on like in a weird way I started having crazy dreams I started waking up at 4 a.m which is like that witching hour yeah. where the veil is the thinnest it is I yeah this yeah you look it up okay um, and so stuff started and I was like this is confusing but all I want to do is stay at home and watch this stuff and I want to talk to this guy and I want him to explain what's going on and I would just spend hours at night like going down the YouTube rabbit hole and like mm -hmm. finding out all of this stuff and just going nuts. Sacred geometry, crystals, chakras. And then one fateful night, it was a dark and stormy night. <laughs> and I fell asleep and woke up to this insane sensation in my head slash crown chakra area where and it's so hard to describe it out loud because it's like there's really no words for what it felt like. And I, I have to say, like this is like R-rated, but it was like an, an the feeling of an orgasm in my head in a non-sexual way, just like that intense vibration wow. and like re energetic release. Um, and it traveled like up the base of my, um, I guess you could say, cranial area, mm -hmm. all the way up into the top, like towards my forehead. And it buzzed so, like, violently that I woke up, thought it was a dream, but it was still happening, like, really strongly. Oh Were you scared? Totally petrified. I had no idea what was going on. Um, I was like, I'm awake, I'm awake, I'm awake, right? Am I awake? Am I asleep? Um, and I remember, like, hearing a voice, not in, like, a real time, <laughs> but in my head that said, this is okay, this is good. And I, they said, Jamie. I say they. I'm just assuming it was one of my guys. This is okay, Jamie. And I remember feeling immediate relief as if, like, the, the fear had kind of dissipated. And I was like, how the hell am I supposed to go to bed now? Like, I don't know what's happening to me. But your instinct was to trust that Yes. Voice. And so that's why I knew that it was some sort of um, maybe angelic presence that was yeah. trying to, like, assuage the fear. And I remember looking at the time, and it was 4 a.m., Mm -hmm. And this was right after I finished the spirit science five-hour thing all week. And just knowing that shit was activating mm -hmm. within me. And throughout my research in the last, I think it's been, it's going on two years since that happened. Um, I guess it was considered a somewhat of a kundalini experience. Like it a reverse. kind of classic. Like in, in terms of, not that I've even done that much research, but it does. It sounds, sounds like, like a lot of what I've heard, you know. Because I, I always thought it everyone. started from the spine up. It's different but, though. But I've read yeah. that it can be a crown down. So, mm. and I was like, have I been doing enough yoga to experience this? Like, am I doing, is this all right? And I'm, you know, Virgo, logic oriented. You need to understand. Yeah. And I want, I just so desperately want to understand everything. Mm -hmm. Um, so literally the next day, nothing was ever the same. And I've never been the same <laughs> ever since I, everything was different when I walked outside, I was sensitive to sounds. I didn't want to go shopping anymore. Like that all is like calmed down now and I still like shopping. You still enjoy shopping. <laughs> but, um, there was just this massive, shift in my consciousness where everything was like how did that ever matter before you know and starting to realize like how much more there was to life than I ever thought and I was like I don't even know how this is gonna how I'm gonna live my life the same mm -hmm. um you're not you're not and then I remember there was like this point that I talked to you like around that time and you're like you know I've been into this stuff and I was like I guess I did but I didn't it's like that principle well, of like you don't talk, know, you know, a right, lot you about, didn't it talk because, about it. But I did to certain people, but it was again really segregated. So like, you know, and with you, I remember we had this church gig and um, this gospel gig, and you know, it was like Sunday. We got paid to show up to church and sing gospel songs, and that was cool. But I remember, you know, like there was a little. We didn't take it too far. Mm -mm. You know, it wasn't really. 
So I remember something Madi might have, our friend Madi might have sent a text or something and I was about something that was, and I was like, oh, I'll pray for you. And you were like, I don't pray. <laughs> you know, no. I remember you said that. Like, and so I, I knew it wasn't that you were closed off to that stuff. It just kind of wasn't your bag. So it, for me, like to, I didn't really like with anything that I was going on about at the time, it wasn't something that I would like put on somebody right. unless I, so, but it's, you've been the best company for me since then on this journey. Cause then when you were like, oh yeah, I'm into this, you should listen to Hay House, this and that. And, and then now it's you introducing me to Teal and Matt, Teal uh, Swan and Matt Kahn. They rhyme. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's so cute. And of course I just went all in, like all in in every way. And I started collecting crystals. Yeah, I started did. feeling energy. And then that feeling of that physical sensation kind of didn't stop in regard it was a lot more mild um but I would get tingly sensations on my crown chills throughout my body it was happening on the left side a lot so that was kind of like um that would happen when there was like clarification needed or like um assurance when I was on the right path a sign yeah it was like my like yes what else do you think that is does that have anything to do with like the soul I mean maybe I'm opening up a can of worms maybe I should wait until later on after we talk about other stuff but I'm just curious because the whole new age community is talking about an ascension right now which yeah. is literally like an alteration of our DNA um, yeah. and our energy uh, as a human species and I'm just curious if you're like experiencing I if think it has that. anything to do with that because I think yeah. we are all you know maybe we are all experiencing that I haven't you know I, I don't know that I'm experiencing like physical symptoms of it but you I may just, you may and this is a this will be a great topic to talk to Lindsay about when you interview yeah. her but it is definitely that, it's that and the fact yeah. that it happened in 2013 is no yes, accident it's not and like when I remember the day it was like a week later and all this stuff was happening and I remember feeling this thing from a rose quartz on my heart and just crying and being like, what the hell is going on? And I found this YouTube video that was like 12 signs of spiritual awakening. And I think it was like number eight was crown tingling and <laughs> sensations on the top of your head. And I just remember reading that and just crying my eyes out in relief. Like, oh my validation. God, this is validation. I'm not crazy. Like... All of this is happening. Mm -hmm. And then everything I needed to know, when I needed to know, it started to come into my awareness. That's so incredible. And that's what you got to trust is like it'll you'll get the answers when you know it. And that's hard for me because I'm so obsessive about knowing everything. But it is an ascension symptom. Um, right. That as makes is, sense. As is this pain I'm potentially feeling in my spine right now. It's interesting, um, even as me being an astrology nerd right now, is like seeing that as a, an earth sign, which you have a lot of fire and stuff in your chart too, but you are a Virgo, and so to be feeling that tangibly, like physically in your body, yeah. do you know what I mean, is, is in a concrete way. Yes, and that was why it was so validating, and every time I do have one of those kind of more mystical experiences with the sixth sense, it's continually validating what I know to be true, and... I started to ask for more of it to see if it was something I could generate on my own or like with the help of my guides or, and all of my angel experiences were physical. Mm -hmm. And I know that that, my, that is my sixth sense. That's amazing. We all have it. Like Lindsay's is Claire's, uh, clairvoyance. Her sister's is clairaudience. We don't see um, shit, but I feel everything. Yeah. It's really funny. Actually, I've had one physical symptom that I've had. I got a Reiki attunement when I was 18 and ever since then... I feel pressure in my third eye, which is not where they said I was going to feel it. They're like, you're supposed to feel tingling in your crown. You're supposed to feel tingling in your palms. And I was like, well, I don't feel that. Like, I feel it's this weird pressure, mm. like, you know, in my forehead, basically. And which now I do feel in my crown sometimes. And it's actually, anytime I meditate, I will feel that. Cool. And it's fine. I know I'm not making it up. But it know. used to freak me out when I was younger because I was so afraid that I was nuts. <laughs> to, but anyway, that's funny because my I'm so used to that. When you first started talking yeah. about this, I was like, well, I don't get any physical symptoms. And I'm like, wait a minute. I yes, suppose you do. I do. I just, to me, it's like it tends to be like something that happens just when I meditate. Um, and I think everyone's gifts so. are different. Even if it's not as kind of out, out, outer worldly, you might have like a strong intuition or you might have like the empathy and these little other signs that aren't so like, you know, outer dimensional, I guess you could say. Yeah. It's still your, your sixth sense, your gifts. I think everyone has it. Some people are just more open to like, you know, exploring it or people are some people are maybe more aware of it definitely um 
But yeah, that's really, is there anything else you want to say about that or? Well, you know, both of us can talk We can go forever, forever because I have a whole page yeah, you get, here you of go. questions, but I know that, I know that we're probably not even going to get to all of this. Okay. We um, can prioritize. Let's see. So, um, you just, I'm like, what do I ask first? Should we just get straight to Peru? Sure. You went to Peru recently. Um to do ayahuasca like was that like the main reason that you that was there? the reason yeah. that was the reason so what what is ayahuasca and why mm-hmm. and why tell us tell us all of the whys and all of the everything about oh, the, the everything. journey um oh look 222 oh, uh, I love that. i've been see, i've seen 222 license plate on the way here or 1222 i've seen it like 15 freaking times in the last two days that's amazing um so ayahuasca is a um plant medicine, shamanic plant medicine that is native to the Peruvian and surrounding area. Um, well, I just guess you could say South American cultures, um, known to be used in divin- divination um, and psychic healing, physical healing. Um, it's made from a combination of a leaf, chacruna leaf, and a vine. And when you combine this together into like this brew, um, it release it creates this strong DMT response when you drink it. It actually what's so, DMT? So DMT is a chemical that we actually produce naturally from our pineal gland, mm-hmm. um, which is why our pineal gland is associated with our third eye, which is right. associated with vision. Right. So this is released naturally from our brains, but we have an enzyme in our bellies that cancel it out, so that we're not tripping all the time. I don't know. I mean, I feel like being alive is a freaking trip in and of itself. But, but yes, I, I get what you're it's saying. It's so true. So yeah, we're not basically seeing sacred geometry every second. Um, so what oh, ayahuasca does is it when you drink it, it shuts those receptors, I mean, uh-huh. or the enzyme off so that you're able to actually experience what's happening with your pineal gland anyway. So that's why when people say it's a hallucinogen, they say you're seeing you're seeing stuff that's not there. And that's the question is, when you are tripping, I guess you could say, um, the question is, am I seeing stuff that's not here or am I just lifting the veil to see what already is there? Yeah. In my experience with LSD, I know that to be true. That is it. The, is L, does LSD work the same way in mushrooms and all of that stuff? I'm pretty sure. Um, LSD is a new world for me. Um, I can't believe I'm talking about no, this. No, I mean, we're <laughs> just... This is, <laughs> this by is the way, for our listeners, like, this is... This is the everyday, this is what we talk about. This is, like, the real unfiltered, like, Everyday uncensored. seeker. This is stuff, like, that we're actually dealing with, so we're just going to talk about it. We're not going to, you know, sugarcoat yeah. anything, so. No, and this is all a very, very spiritually focused journey for me in regards to the hallucinogenics. Um, but, yeah, basically, you're you're turning off the ordinary receptors and the curtain that is in mm-hmm. front of what is really there so ayahuasca in addition to kind of lifting the visual veil um it is considered a nature spirit it is considered a nature a sentient spirit mm-hmm. and she apparently knows exactly what the person needs and it is like a insane detox bomb physically emotionally and spiritually and <laughs> cleanses you in every level like every single energetic level yeah. So it's the so physically you're you're getting rid of physical toxins and all of the normal ways that people dispel physical to- yes. toxins like pooping and barfing <laughs> and all of that lovely stuff too. So yes. yeah. And then the emotional cleanse. Like you said it was like being stuffed in a washing machine with a bag of rocks. <laughs> Yes, for four hours. For four hours. Yeah. Seven nights in a row or something like that. Well, four yeah, four nights in a row. And then, oh um, my god, I don't know how you did that that many times in a row. In pitch black, and it's with the help of a shaman. Um, and I mean, there's tons of information online. It would take forever for me to really set it up, and you should definitely visit the blog to read about my experience. Yeah, um, mysticbabe.com. There's an entire blog that she's written that goes into detail about what happened, and it's really incredible. So I would recommend checking that out. Yeah, and in part three of that, I talk about San Pedro Cactus, which was the um, the other two ceremonies that we did, which were really wonderful contrast. Um, but basically, why someone does this is the they want answers to you know life purpose, 
They want healing, spiritual healing, physical healing. The intention is going to differ from everybody in their experience. Um, I personally wanted a lot of clarification on my career and what was going on. Like Ever since my awakening, I'm just questioning everything and trying to figure out why my career isn't as fun for me anymore. And the pressure I put on myself was just exhausting and, you know, kind of soul, soul crunching. <laughs> Soul I, just, I don't know. I just made that up. Yeah. No, I get it. I mean, it's really funny because our lives are super parallel in that respect. It's so similar. And yeah. it's such a struggle to like be an artist for a living and try and figure it out. And, and nothing is ever what you freaking thought it was going to be. You know? It's never what you thought it was going to be. And it doesn't mean there's no goodness that's happened. But yeah, it's just we, we're older and we've just been on the path and we're, we've experienced a lot of things that we didn't expect to experience. And, yeah. you know, our, our dreams are shifting. It's so shifting. Oh, I got I to gotta chill when you just said that. Yeah. Um, and I think what ayahuasca taught me is, and I, there was also no accident that I'm starting Mystic Babe at like the same time as I was going down there. Because, that wasn't planned? Like, uh, Well, it was funny because Mystic Babe came about as a joke when I was talking to Lindsay. Like, what? Yeah, I was like, come with me to, uh, to Peru and we'll get weird and do ayahuasca and then we'll like write a blog about it. And, and I was like, I was God. joking. I get out of town. Yeah, I was joking. And then she was like, that's actually a killer idea. Can't go do that in Peru, but let's start a blog. And I was like, wait, really? I did not know that that was like... It was all just for fun. And But it oh was that that triggered me to even say the joke. And so we, had, we were designing it as I was down there. And Ayahuasca oh. basically told me, like, all that matters is that you're expressing yourself. Like, you just happen to have a gift, a musical gift, but look at the way you write. Look at what you're doing for people just by communicating, mm -hmm. just by being good at talking, mm -hmm. just by inspiring people, by living your truth. Like, that is your truest gift. That's yeah. all you need to be doing, and then you just follow what feels good. And if it's just writing articles right now for Mystic Babe, do that. You know? And you have the Libra moon and Libra rising, so I'm, I'm going to just be astro-geeking all over do this it. podcast all the time. But that's, like an ability to do all this with grace hmm. and in a way that is just really um, good with other people. Um, and it's, it's oh, just, yeah, it's like really amazing. That's why you have like 9,000 best friends. <laughs> I like don't. People, no, but like people that are like, you're my best friend because you just have like a very special way with people. So it's really um, like that really works out that you're doing this. Do yeah. You know I mean, just because of the, your natural disposition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at the end of the day, all I care about is that is the ability that people are getting it and that they're they're progressing. They're getting what? That's but they're getting what I'm trying to put out there in mm -hmm. regards to inspiring people to really go within and be completely honest with themselves and just be willing to take the risks in their lives that allow them to follow their bliss because that's mm -hmm. all that matters at the end of the day. You can't, who you, are. you can't yeah. take the money with you, but all you take is your experience, how kind you were, did you follow your joy? And were you happy? Mm -hmm. And yeah, and were you, you can't really be happy if you can't be honest and be who you are. Exactly. And that's another thing It's too. always going to be a lie. So yeah. whether I'm communicating that through music or through Mystic Babe or just through like having a conversation with you, then I'm learning to be happy that way. Wow. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, even when you're on your path, it's not easy. Like, you know, consciously being on this path doesn't necessarily mean that everything's all peaches and cream now. I mean, we have ups and downs. And that's something we're going to talk to after I play one of your songs. We're going to this we're sagging into um, mm. um, something more oh, right great. now, actually, which is like, my, that's my favorite one on Jamie's just released a new record. The official release date was when? Uh, like March 17th or something. Okay, yeah, because I feel like it was in 2014 because I came to like the special oh, yeah. supporters release. The but VIP. The VIP release. I was at that. But there's this song called Something More and I was listening to it on, on the drive to Boston last night and I just was like, ah, started to cry. Um, if I just breathe, will it get easier? You mm. know, that's that line. And so we're going to... Um, we're going to leave you with that in just one second. But, yeah, it's really the idea that even on this path, you still have ups and downs. Like, you're back from yeah. Peru now. You were flying really high for a little while. Yeah. Um, but you're in everyday life now. And you have to scoop Pippi's poop out of the litter box. <laughs> and you have to go teach long hours, and you love to teach. But it's not – I mean, nobody's on 100% sparked all the mm. time. And 
So, but that's, that's, we're in 3D reality. I mean, we're supposed to be here. That's, yeah. that's not unspiritual. It's not. You know, like this is the shit. Like this is this this is the spiritual path. Is the everyday stuff. Okay, it's like I'm gonna go make breakfast and I'm gonna go to work. <laughs> um, so and I'm gonna scrub my sink or whatever. So anyway, it's just uh, you've really helped me realize that in itself. Like I'm gonna be quoting you in my upcoming article about disasters and dating. Okay. <laughs> when I. When I, we've all had a lot of those. And I've complained to Rebecca about like how, how being 3D with dating is like so exhausting and it's taking me out of my flow. And she's like, listen, bitch, <laughs> 3D is a divine, divine dimension to be in. And she's like, I just love to see your angels and your spirit guides come down and deal with shitty boys. <laughs> like they can't handle it. So it's just so true. It's so true. Like we can't live in the sky all the time. Like, but this is the sky. You we're, know, this right. is too. But it's just you know, it's and this is some of the the most incredible bliss that you can experience is in three D. But it's easy to forget that. Which is why so. everyday seeker and mystic babe are like, it's the new revolution. This is the new yeah. revolution. Yes, it is. It it's is exciting. This is just it's reality, and so it's like, how can we just best be here and do this? Mm -hmm. um, but it's hard. We're acknowledging that, and we, you know, for other people that are experiencing that, um, be validated. You know, um, this is your, we're your community now. So um, with that, I will we'll take a little pee break, <laughs> and um, we're gonna play Jamie's song off her just released record, The Let Go. The song is called. Mm -hmm. Side. 
Gabby and Marie Forleo 2.0. Where I'm, I'm like the... But edgier. But, <laughs> but edgier and, and more musical. Obviously, yeah. Yeah, exactly. We're recording now. Oh, that's all right. I'll sag that in there. I'll fade it in. It'll be good. Yeah. Wow. It's good. It's good. So, so something more. That song is, as I said, it's my favorite one off your record. I love all of them, obviously. Hashtag obvi. Um, <laughs> yeah, and we're going to definitely give you guys, at the, at, after the podcast, we're going to give you some more stuff to listen to. But in terms of something more, so... So something more. What is something more? I'm going to ask you a loaded question now. Um, what is this something more? What is the higher power to you? Oh, what boy. is God, the universe, the is? I mean, what do you think about all of that? Let's just go there. Oh, What wow. is this something okay. more? How do you define spirit? Or, you know, maybe the easiest way for me to phrase this question is, do you believe in God? And then what is God to you? Right. Yes, I do. And um, I'm the type of person that substitutes the G word, uh, which can be a little funky for people. I love um, that. It's a little funky. A little funky. People kind of like... Just put a little stank on it. Like people kind of mm-hmm. are a little uncomfortable with the G word. So I've been saying universe, like substituting uh-huh. universe. And it's basically the knowledge that there is a... I don't even even say higher power. It's a higher intelligence. A universal higher, intelligence higher. Okay. Um, that is all that is. Or a higher order, would you say? Like an yeah. organizing principle or like something? Yeah, exactly. Um, there's order, there's, there's meaning, a higher meaning. Higher. A higher meaning, a higher kind of, um, it's love. Mm-hmm. It's love, it's energy, it's. All that is, all that you cannot see, everything that is infinite. It's it's one of those just so, it's just so hard to even claim. It's everything. But it's, it is all that exists, which is love. Everything seen and unseen. Yeah, exactly. Without and within, past, present, and future, above and below. Yeah, exactly, which is just so esoteric. But, um, but that's like the same, it goes back to saying the same thing that we said, is that before about the mundane being God too. It is everything. You know, that yeah. asshole that flipped you off and cut you off on the drive is God. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> too, if everything's God, then that guy's God, too. So that's kind of like a little, takes a longer, a little longer to integrate that. Definitely. <laughs> Knowing that we're all expressions of that anyway. Mm-hmm. And we, you are God, you know? So it's just, we all are that. Every plant and every cat. Every, every plant and every cat, <laughs> every, every crystal, every pippy, every archie, and it's all just incarnations of source, universal <laughs> energy, right? So, um, cats just have it figured out a little bit more than we do. They do. Oh, so oh. do dogs. My little Zen Animals masters in general. Totally. Um, so yeah, the something more is just like there is so much more going on than what we see with our eyes right now. And it is our, you know, that's why we're placed on Earth to kind of just shut all that knowledge down and then spend our life remembering it. And to experience. God, there's this amazing Matt Kahn quote. It's I'm all about the Matt Kahn quotes today. Did you know that the Matt Kahn quote that you had said in the beginning, I rewound that clip so many times just to get that quote down. Oh, I just kept so rewinding. badass. It's so true. Oh, no. God, and so he's talking about the moment you have the insight is the moment it's done. Like, you know, it disappears. You have this profound insight and then it's gone. It's almost, you know, that other song that you wrote um, called Bird's Eye View, which is about mm. insight that you can get and it doesn't stick. It's yeah. so annoying. It's, it's or like, you get it conceptually. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I yeah, we're all one. So what? Uh, that, so what? That guy that flipped me off, he's God. What the fuck, right? Yeah, like, exactly. But at the end of the day, it's like we know it, but can we feel it? Can yeah, we well, live what are we going to do with that? Can we live it? Yeah. Can we live it? And and knowing that the hardest thing is knowing more so than knowing that the asshole that flipped you off is God is knowing that you are. That's the biggest battle. Right. And I think for me, I've made giant leaps and bounds with that in the last six months. Um, yeah. I've done some major work. And um, thank you, Teal Swan, for your inner child work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, seriously, check that out. That'll be another episode. But, you know, it's like... It, that's a hard one. I've conceptually been aware of that for at least a decade, mm-hmm. way longer than a decade. You know, um, I have like a history of Buddhist studies, even in the Shambhala tradition. And that's all you're supposed to do when you're sitting on a meditation cushion is to learn to make friends with yourself. 
And that's the hardest thing. Mm-hmm. That is the hardest thing that you can do. Um, but it, it gets easier. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. It does actually get easier, but, you know. You have to be willing to trudge through the mud. No mud, no lotus. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. So who are your favorite spiritual teachers? Who do you lean on for inspiration when you don't, when you don't feel oh. the tingles in your crown and when you do mm-hmm. feel disconnected? The um the magic trilogy right now is Teal Swan <laughs> Trifecta. Tri- yeah, Trifecta. Yes, that's right. Trifecta <laughs> of, of Teal Swan, Matt Khan, and Bentino Massaro. Mm-hmm. Um that's my go-to. Um Teal is a lot more shadow work based. Um so right at this current moment I feel like I've done so much of that. What is shadow work just for people that are like, what the uh, hell is that? Yeah, it's basically similar to the inner child work. It's basically you're finding this this thing that's triggering you, that kind of this energetic thing that lingers in your psyche. Um, maybe it's depression or anxiety, or or some traumatic some trauma from your childhood or a relationship. And it's like going in and digging out the root rot of your psyche and going through and like going back into what Teal says, the eye of the storm. And instead of just trying to heal it by moving on and focusing on the now, which is a practice she doesn't necessarily subscribe to, um, because basically that's avoiding the shadows. So you're going into the shadow and you're integrating it and you're reliving it and you're healing it. You're cleaning it out instead of sweeping it under the rug. And half the time, from what I understand, at least in my own experience, we are not even remotely aware of half of, of most of the roots of these bad feelings and it's like you know when you say the word trauma yes like we some of us do have really big bad traumas but sometimes like, there's just a general crappy feeling or MLAs that we wouldn't necessarily consciously be aware of that that's a trauma you know but if you go mm-hmm. back to the first time you felt that way there might be something really that you deem as an adult to be insignificant right. too. Like someone stole your ice cream when you were a kid, but like somehow that like really affected you. And then it's just, and then, I it, mean, it could be something that's, that's kind of a silly example actually, but I mean, it could be something as, as simple as just getting yelled at by a, an authority figure or. Because that anything. creates a wound that with like law of attraction attracts more things like it. Or, you know, so, it cre- yeah, it creates a wound that you have to then overcome in the sense that you wind up believing something about yourself believing you're not good enough believing Mm -hmm. xyz about yourself right and so continue the concept is that these things continually come up in our lives until we heal them yeah and so you if you you can heal the top layer it's like you might have had a fight with your husband or your boyfriend that made you feel the same way that you felt when you got yelled at by your father when you were four totally you know but if you don't realize if you're not getting deeper into those deeper layers you keep really, recreating circumstances. Yeah, like, you're not actually healing, like, the, the real issue. So, and there's a lot happening that we're not aware of within ourselves. And I, I can say that for sure from my own, just from my own experience of of going in and, and you know, it's, it's something, we see patterns. By the time we're in our 30s, we see patterns. We're like, oh my oh, God. Yeah. Especially if you're self-aware, like we we're are. We're like, okay, well, why does this shit keep, why do I keep, do, like, what the fuck, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, at this point, like, after, like, the ninth time, you're like, okay, well, like, let me figure this out, you know? And maybe it's me. Maybe it's me, <laughs> you know? And so that's, that's what prompts us to go looking at all this stuff, right? It's not just because we're nerds. It's because we want it. We want, we're looking for answers. We want to heal. We want to be happy. And so, um, mm. anyway, I'm like super tangenting right now, but no, teal, it's important. Teal Swan. So that is And big... so because she's so focused on shadow work and how, like, how not to feel bad all the time. It's like, so I've done a lot of that. And I think, um, I'm really drawn to Bentino, uh, who's out of Boulder. Um, profound, profound spiritual teacher. Uh, no nonsense. Um, he basically believes, um, or, well, I, I don't like to say believes because I believe it to be true, so it's like a fact for me, but I should be cautious about how I say it. Um, in basically the parallel reality theory that everything is happening simultaneously. Um, we're getting into quantum physics right yeah, now. Yeah, don't get so, me started on that. It's a whole yeah. other podcast. But basically, depending on your frequency, and, Teal, and the thing is, is Teal, Matt, and Bettino are, are all saying the same things, which is yeah. that's when I know stuff starts to like trigger truth in myself. Um, that based on your frequency and your personal vibration, 
is exactly the experience that you're bringing into your life. And so when you add in the idea of parallel realities all happening simultaneously, what you want to manifest and the person you want to be already exists. So you're just tuning into the frequency right. that vibrates at that, you know, that, at that experience. Mm -hmm. So like we already are famous astrologers. We already are. And, We're already rich and successful and happy. And lack, <laughs> and lack doesn't exist. That's just a mental construct. Lack and fear. And since there only is love... Oh, I struggle with that. Because it's not that I reject the con the concept of that necessarily, but I mean, like, you know... Lack doesn't form exist. exist, right? So we... Yeah. Right, and then yeah. we can get into... Sometimes it doesn't feel that way. Right? And we can get into the fact that this is a hologram, all this stuff, right? So, like, th oh, that's yeah. his teaching. And then Matt Kahn is um, a total alien teddy bear. Oh, my <laughs> God! <laughs> In the alien, or what did what did um, our friend Brian call him a cosmic oh, cosmic fruitcake? That was amazing. Oh my god, I love that. And he's so he's an amazing. Alien teddy bear. He's an alien teddy bear, and he basically gets uh, transmissions, like upgrades, all the time of like what he needs to transmit to, to the world the in, in his this in his teachings. Like, we're taking it out here, people. But oh, so transmissions from. From higher consciousness. From higher consciousness. From, um, from guides, from ascended masters, yes, angelic yes. presence. He has a, an angel academy, which is like a kind of a online course group, I guess. I haven't checked that out. Um, it's really funny, too, because, like, between the two of us, like, we have totally different, even different leanings, even though we're both, like, you know, super deep into this whole new age, like, nebulous, like, realm of you know everything like you're really into the aliens and the angels and like to me like I don't reject it like I accept it actually just because so many of the teachers that I respect like just flat out say right xyz and everything else they say makes sense to me so I believe in that stuff but that stuff is like I kind of don't pay as much attention to it but yeah. it, but even for me like checking out Matt Kahn and Teal Swan and Bentino what they're saying is so amazing and at the end of the day all and they care about is what they're saying yeah the fact that they're star seeds or aliens or whatever like that is completely irrelevant to it and they don't even want to talk about it yeah like, like it doesn't matter like bentino is like i don't think that matters where like where this is coming from like what matters is, is it resonating with you and is mm -hmm. it is it lifting you up exactly i'm not gonna and then teal gets questions all the time about ets and dimensions and she's like that has nothing to do with the fact that you're on 3d earth and you need to freaking feel better Exactly. And it's sort of ironic, too, because I'm, like, so um, serious about my astrology studies right now, which is, like, the stars and the other planets and stuff. So but it affects It's funny because right I'm not, now. like, particularly interested in aliens. Um, I mean, I'm not, like, not interested. I just... But for me, it's more about the message. But I, I totally find that fascinating about your particular path that you're walking. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like we're kind of um, both in the same in the same realm but yeah so those teachers all have really 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 profound uh, messages oh let's just plug this computer in so we don't lose power yeah um, but yeah um is there any particular message that you've gotten from one of those teachers that well i mean we just i guess we just kind of talked about that but is there something concrete that you can yeah do? i mean and it's basically what i how i've been living my life for the past like two months is just is it's as simple as following your joy every minute of every day and just doing what really feels good mm -hmm. um, is basically lining you up to the frequency and the vibration that is a match to any life experience you're trying to do. Thank you for it. It's like, that easy. Like even us, like that's, I'm having like a, I'm having like a moment right yeah. now because you're, I feel like I'm like, oh, it's like Oprah when she gets those like light bulb moments, but I feel like what is happening right, like I'm, oh, I have tingles. So what you just said even though I've read that a thousand times and then forgotten it like a thousand and one <laughs> times, um, it was such a profound reminder for me. I'm like, yes, like, it's yes, just that. Preach that, exactly, it's exactly. It. And then what, <sighs> what Bentino says is you follow the, the breadcrumbs. So basically it's like, okay, this is weird, the fact that I'm really enjoying doing a coloring mandala book right now, but it has nothing to do with my career and I'm not doing the laundry or the dishes or anything else I'm supposed to be doing, but this feels really good, right? And then that puts you in a vibratory state of excitement that leads you to going to the coffee shop where you meet your soulmate, which is like, you know, who gets you the record deal, like just little things like that's a very extreme example of breadcrumbs. Sure. 
But like, but if you're feeling good, that can't every be single good. little thing, yeah, like feeling good only puts you in a frequency of better things being attracted into your experience. And what feels good is going to differ from moment to moment. And sometimes what feels good might be to clean the house, and sometimes it might be to not clean the house. And if it's to not <laughs> write a song or not do anything yes. that has to do with my career right now, I'm and it's taking me a minute to kind of adjust to that because there's like the the guilt in the back of you my head. You worked your ass off. That's and true. I've seen you be really, really driven your whole the whole time I've known you, which is nearly 10 years now, which mm. is crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been part of your mentality to, like, that's where I struggle is, like, we both have all this inspiration, but, like, you're able to do it. Like, yeah. to take it from the others and that <laughs> spark and, like, put it into Earth. That's Virgo, by the way. I hope and so. And Capricorn. I hope Capricorn so. Capricorn, too. But, yeah, so I can see where that's, like, a departure for you to because you're probably programmed to just be like, okay, get this done, get this done, get this done. Yes. got to do this, got to do this, chugging along, chugging along. So, you know. So I'm just trusting that if it doesn't feel good to do it, I'm not going to fucking do it. Yeah, don't fucking do it. Yeah. And now I have a quote here from your um, blog post that you wrote about the spirit quest in Peru, ayahuasca, a spiritual ass kicking. Yeah. That's the title of the, the long title of the, the blog that you wrote. But um, I realized that part of my career battle was the fact that I was giving all my energy to an image of how I thought it should be. An image holds no power because it is not real. We choose to empower it by giving it meaning. I realize I've become identified with this label of singer-songwriter and struggled with the constant yearning of living up to my fullest potential for so long that I forgot to want anything else. I had told myself a story and spent all my energy strengthening my story without stopping to ask myself what it really was that made me the happiest. So chasing the dream has become an unfulfilling race against myself that I no longer want to run. And I want to allow the dream to find me as I am living my life the way that my heart wants. And I, that's so beautiful. It's just, I mean, boom. I know. <laughs> there it is, oh. right? Yeah. It's so fucking honest. Yeah. And I feel like, um, I feel like the world needs more people to it's almost it's easier for us as artists because we're used to going a little bit against the grain and being a mm -hmm. little bit off the beaten path and thinking outside the box and being a little weird or you know being different and so like it's almost it's got to be harder for somebody who you know is basically um really stuck to what's been expected or really stuck to kind of like a a mainstream like nine to five it's got to be harder mm -hmm. maybe it's I mean I don't actually I don't know what the hell do I know but um so I hope that I hope that a lot of people find your blog me too I hope a lot of people find this podcast too I really do there's gonna be I can't wait to have people on but um I'm just curious after that quote if there's uh if there when did you like what was actually happening in real life in 3d when you had that moment? I mean, was that like literally while you were on ayahuasca? Or was it like the next day when you're kind of pondering everything? Mm -hmm. Is it like, you're like, wow. I mean, sometimes we have these kind of realizations and these profound insights when we're actually not feeling that great or when yeah. we're like looking in the mirror and we're like, oh, I have wrinkles, this sucks. Or, oh, I need a haircut or I have nothing to wear or I don't want to go to work or, mm -hmm. you know, like these kind of moments. And I'm just curious if you can humanize us a little bit and take it out of this like mm -hmm. beautiful concept and put it, attach it to like a real moment in life. Um, yeah. I mean, there was a few things that happened with the ayahuasca that I was putting, like it was kind of a piecemeal that I, from ayahuasca, but a lot of it from San Pedro the cactus. Mm, the other one that you... Yeah. Because yeah. um, that quote was taken from the part three of mm -hmm. um, the San Pedro heart medicine um, with a lot of help from the San Pedro shaman, Bernard, who was the one that reminded me that the image of what I was trying to create is just that. It's just an image. It doesn't even exist. And it was like kind of mind-blowing to hear that because it's like, wow, you're so right. I've given yeah. so much energy to something that doesn't even exist yet. Um, and so basically it was just a combination of these insights that I got that I put together to make that cohesive right. ideal. Yeah. Um, I just basically am 
I asked basically ayahuasca to detach me from my attachment to the outcome of my career. It was kind of like oh, man. pulling out the cords. Like, I don't like to say cutting cords because it's violent, but like gently removing the cords yeah. from this like expectation. It has to be this way or I'm not happy. Resisting what is too. Yeah. Right. And it's like, I just completely shut by doing that and just being like, I must be this type of singer songwriter and this is the career I need and want and should have was like just blocking me from like any other opportunity, <sighs> you know, like what is life? outside of that like I don't even know because I've been pigeonholing myself for so long and now by like allowing that to kind of go away I'm like energetically open to like whatever the hell is gonna come and if it's like a book deal sign me up you know it's so funny too because just as this is all happening you can't make this stuff up um I I've this author this woman teacher named Tosha Silver has been on my radar for some time um, and she has a book called Outrageous Openness, mm -hmm. and I recommend the shit out of it. You should so go good. get it. So good. It's a really easy, entertaining read. You can open it to any page and read for like two seconds and get something great. But that's what she's talking about. What you're talking about there is being outrageously open to what, to what is and to what happens. Um, and the trusting thing. And trusting. That's the oh hardest thing of all. And right? it is. It's not, it's not easy to do that, but it's so, so necessary. Because what do you have to lose, right? Obviously, my way wasn't working. Well, I think it takes a while for us to figure that out. It's like um, we've talked about this concept of surrender before, and I feel like, you know, I've had – this will be another podcast topic, but I've had a lot of issues with PTSD in my past, and I think specifically with panic attacks is like an interesting, just a very concrete way to – a concrete example of this. But if you're uh, – whatever you're going into – it, you're resisting you're going no no it can't and that's what's causing it you know mm -hmm. all of this stuff to happen and so relaxing uh, but but the thing is there's still going to be as long as you believe there's something you can do to change what's going on you're there's something in you that's not going to be able to give up that fight like even if you say I should relax I should just surrender you're not going to be able to there's a part of your brain it's like a survival mechanism that's going to be like nope I gotta haven't tried this yet gotta try this I mean let me try this again you know, um, and then there comes a point where you've just done all that and you've, you've spent it all yep. and you've tried it all. And then you're like, fuck it. Like, that's it. Like, okay, you did. That's when you're able to let go. And I feel like, I feel like now I'm turning 33 tomorrow. You're 32. And, um, in our twenties, like we were so going, going with this career thing, the singer songwriter thing. It's like, you know, now we're like at the point where we are able to see a little bit and to let go a little bit because we've gotten that stuff out of our system. Does that make sense? Yeah. So we're finally at this point. And that's why I named my album The Let Go. Yes, girl. <laughs> let it go. Sorry. I don't even. I teach piano to little kids. Don't don't <laughs> hate me for, for bringing the Frozen soundtrack into it. It's okay. Um, but yeah, that's it's really just about surrender. Always. Yeah. Um, so, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about? I don't think so. I think we covered a lot of ground. I think, like, the, at the end of the day, the only message is, like, mm -hmm. be honest with yourself mm -hmm. about what feels good. You mm. were blessed with an emotional guidance system. Ooh! So, it's like, yes. if it feels bad, ding, 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 that's a red flag. Mm -hmm. Something, it's usually a thought or a circumstance, or, you know, that's triggering this emotional guidance system to start working when it feels good so when it's resonating you're in the flow it's that mm. easy so it's like there's not a lot of guesswork when it when it comes down to it like good bad so listen happy, set. listen <laughs> listen to how you pay attention to how you feel it's so important i got this heart tattoo on my wrist to remind me ex of exactly that message actually, which I still don't, like, see it often enough, but it's so mm -hmm. funny that you are echoing that, because yeah. the last question I was going to have for you would be, what wisdom would you take from your path to share with others, and so to just pay attention mm. to your feelings is sort of, it's sort of giving me chills right now. Yes. Yeah, so I got a tattoo to remind myself 
to of that. Yeah. And now my first everyday secret interview is you saying that. I know it's pretty that's awesome. Like your, that's like the summary of the entire. Those and that chill response and like whether you get choked up like tear response. Um, and our friend Hillary Reynolds, she gets a, a stuffy nose when when stuff starts to really ring true to someone like that's a sign of truth oh my so god it's like, these things are like your higher self being like you're getting it you're on it you're on to it she you gets know? a stuffy nose when mm-hmm. th- i've had chronic sinusitis for three years so i must be rolling and true. rolling it <laughs> oh my god anyway so um tell us where we can find you um uh, well it's funny what whatever i list first is going to be obviously where my head's at because I could give my music first, or but um, mysticfabe.com is where my greatest joy lies right now, so that's where we will go to first. And then um, all my music is on jamielinhart.com, H-A-R-T, um, all my videos and everything, and um, you can find me on Facebook, and Mystic Babes on Facebook, Instagram. So. And Color and Karma as well. I have a link. Um, you can find Everyday Seeker podcast um, at everydayseeker.net, and... Um, I have a guest seekers section, and it does have links to all of Jamie's pages and her her blog and her jewelry as well. Um, she makes these incredible malas, and it's all it's amazing. Um, so, without further ado, then I guess we'll say goodbye and thank you all so much for joining us. And I can't wait to you know just keep doing this and do more of this. Thank you so much, Jamie. Thank you for, for doing this. This is revolutionary so Uranian. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, this is uh, Mystic Babe and Everyday Seekers signing off. Um, Much love to all of you guys. Blessings. Take care. We're going to leave you with one last uh, song from Jamie's record, which is called Seeker. By the way. And I didn't know that when I picked it. So anyway, enjoy. Much love. to leave the party to go for a walk I am sick of all these people I am sick of making small talk I am scrambling to find something to say and now I'm wading through the water picking stones from the sand and I can swear I feel its history through the palm of my hand and I believe it even though
Thought you think we are creating.